You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. From Shakespeare to Schwartz, from Fosse to Alvin Ailey, from Sondheim to Borellis, from McNally to Faye, it happened to the greats, it still happens every day. When lightning strikes, it's the moment you know. When lightning strikes, where you're meant to go, you can stand and shout your Hi, this is Gerald Brunner, and you're listening to When Lightning Strikes, where we talk about the tingly mic drop moments that led you to becoming an artist. Gwendolyn Warlock and Kirian Vogue both wrote and directed The Immortal Jellyfish Girl, currently playing at 59 East 59 Theaters. This dazzling and the Box Show is presented by Waka Waka and Norland Visual Theater. Gwendolyn and Kirian are part of Waka Waka Productions, a nonprofit visual theater company based in New York City and Oslo. Their mission is to stretch the limits of the imagination and create daring and unpredictable theater. You will hear some background noise. The couple recorded the interview from a cafe. Welcome. Thank you so much for coming on. I love the immortal jellyfish girl. Um, it's It says so many things to me. Here it is. It's the year 2555. We're in this post-apocalyptic earth with mass extinction and dead zones and the earth has been destroyed by this ecological disaster and humans have evolved to groups at war and there's so much we're so invested in the characters we meet can you talk about when you first decided to to tackle the story you know what what was the the genesis of it well, the um, the show is actually part of a trilogy. It's yeah. a little known that it's uh, one of three pieces. But the first piece is called Animal Riot. And Animal Riot talks about uh, uh, one of the characters that's in the Immortal Jellyfish Girl. Uh, and that's the fox who's the narrator. Yes. And in our, in our first uh, show, which is, feels a little bit like a kind of punk rock uh, attempt at uh, making a, an organization or a, uh, founding an organization that's trying to... Uh, 
address the issues of helplessness in the face or feeling helpless in the face of um, animal extinction and, and man's sort of role in or destroying elements of the planet that we need to survive or that we want to have in the future with us. And, uh, and he's sort of grappling with that and trying to be proactive, be an activist. He's trying to be an activist. He's trying to find a way where he can uh, make a difference or, or start something, start a movement, which is not an easy thing to do. Of course, we all know that. Yes. Um, so that's sort of the foundation of the, of, the, of the trilogy. And that takes place in the present time. And then the second part of the trilogy, which is the one that's playing at 59 East 59, the fox is starting to imagine a, a future. And, and the future that he imagines uh, uh, is uh, a space that humans don't exist in anymore. So <laughs> that's really where the, the, the point, to, it takes this place of like what happens when we're gone, you know, and humans have evolved into, like you said, to other species and the world is struggling to survive um, and animals uh, are fighting against it. And, and in this scenario, there's sort of animals versus technology or versus AI is where the two humans have gone into those extremes, either uh, more into the roots of animal uh, genetic uh, manipulation or becoming more technologically advanced. Um, so our, our, again, the, the situation for us was this idea of trying to write a future that you that uh, that is a positive one and that's what he struggles with through the whole show like trying to write a positive future but constantly finding that your the future is difficult to change the future is difficult to manipulate like each road leads you to a place that isn't necessarily where you want to be um and and that sort of was the the basis for it of like how do we how do we make future how do we tell a story that we think is funny um and also it deals with the underlying issues of uh, feeling sometimes hopeless and, and still trying to find the hope of what is, yes. what is, what is, what is the, the future? Yeah. Yeah. For us, where is it going to be? <laughs> Cause I felt so much compassion for bug, the robot boy and your, and Aurelia, you know, the immortal jellyfish girl and their, their connection. And here they're supposed to be warring and yet they have, they want to save, you know, what's humanity, you know, it, and in this very beautiful way. And, it, and you think, oh, everything is against them, you know, and yet here they are, you know, in this kind of, dare I say, like a David and Goliath kind of story on some level. That's it. It's a classic yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's also a, a a kind of Romeo and Juliet in that way that you understand that the youth doesn't see all the other issues that are there. They only see the things that seem to be uh, honest and truthful, which is you know, love and also kindness. Sometimes sharing those kind of things that uh, it comes a little bit easier for children. Uh, Mug and Aurelia too see like why why do we have to deal with all these other problems? These aren't our problems. The what you guys are fighting about is not what we're fighting about, right? We're fighting, we want something else. But uh, of course they ha they're powerless in the face of all these other, like you said, uh, Goliath problems that are involved over time. Yes. Or feel powerless, they're trying to change, you know, but the... Yeah, can you tell... it's not easy. It's not easy. No. And <laughs> here's your, can you talk about that you're, you're actually in the show, right? I mean, in addition yes. to co-writing, and co-directing it with Gwendolyn. Can you talk about who you play? 
uh, I'm the I'm the narrator. Yeah, the, the fox. The fox. <laughs> Love the so fox. So it's a it's a it's a human a human in a fox uh, costume. Yes. Um, that's uh, kind of trapped and lost in the in the story or in the yeah. uh, the narration. He's lost in narration. Uh, very much in this performance, this puppet show. So it's a it's a self-aware puppet show. Um, yeah. But, but it's it, it has life of its own the puppet show and uh, it doesn't really go the way uh, the narrator wants it to go. No. Just like uh, future doesn't always um, happen the way we want it to happen. We can't. And- uh-huh. control it and i love that you're i mean that you're constantly talking to us you're breaking the fourth wall you you're bringing us in yes i think it's important to do for for, for us it's important to use it to do things in the theater that you you really can't do anywhere else yeah. which is the direct connection uh that you can have with an audience you can you because we're there at the same time I love the details, like the lobster phone and how you stretch me as an audience member. You know, can you talk about some of the, the details that were important for you, you know, in terms of the set, in terms of the costumes, you know, the turtle costume, you know, why those were important? Well, uh, you know, we've been uh, uh, developing uh, uh, this show on and off all through the pandemic, really. Um, and then they, they're just elements that we wanted to include. We've kind of tried to put in as much as possible yeah. within the, the, the frame, the, 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 the design frame of the show, can you call it? So the, the lobster phone is, um, we've lifted from Salvador Dali, you know, his uh, yeah. <laughs> lobster phone. <laughs> yes, I love that. <laughs> so, uh, so we made our version of that. It's um, made a red one, and then uh, a lot of the other elements we put in to uh, to create this this kind of um, ridiculous universe that we want to 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 make around it, um, which is also surreal, which is and surreal, yeah. absurd at times. So we put them in. Yes. Uh, yes. And also, it's, I think it's a testament, too, to the, I mean, people, when they see the piece, do definitely have fun while they're watching it. You know, I yeah. think there is a lot of surprises and a lot of joy in meeting the characters, the turtle that you're saying, and seeing his costume and his, his presence on stage. And the lobster hall is a surprise. So that's it. But those are moments of pleasure, too, that you're taking in this, in this universe. Yeah. We knew we I... wanted to have a shell, probably needed a shell for the turtle and to have a head that could go in retract into the shell yes but the, but the neck got longer and longer so it, it started out with a quite a short neck and then yes. it had uh, it got longer <laughs> <laughs> hey guys it is ryan i'm not sure if you know this about me but i'm a bit of a fun fanatic when i can i like to work but i like fun too it's a thing and now the truth is out there i can tell you about my favorite place to have fun Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere 
and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And then the villain who's only, I mean, I don't even want, I don't want to ruin it too much for people because they. I need to see it, but just that she's this goddess machine who's who's the sort of the grand poopa of it all, right? Who's running things, his own only has certain body parts, and it's just ingenious, you know, the way you create this universe. And here they are, puppets, and um, like it feels like animatronics in a way, and you're just so invested in all the characters. What was it like to um, to co-write and co-direct the piece together? Uh, well, Kieran and I work very closely, and we have on all the pieces that we've made up to this point. We're, we're married. Yes. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's... Uh, that's- Definitely take the job home with us. So we're working all the time. <laughs> what, but then, you, uh-huh. when we started working on it, uh, uh, Gwen was the uh, she was playing the jellyfish girl. So, uh, ah. so I will be sitting outside uh, a lot more. But then, uh, as she stepped out, that, whoops, yeah. And uh, we we cast someone else to play the jellyfish girl. Then uh, Gwen was doing most of the direction. I see. I see. And we've been writing. We've been writing. We did that. Uh, been writing it with the help from the ensemble as well, and like uh, workshopping it uh, step by step. So it's had. Uh, We've had several versions of a script that yeah. we put through and, and it changes a lot because with puppetry as well, you're having people that are, um, you have to move the puppets through space and they have to be able to accomplish the things you want them to be able to do. Sometimes uh, yeah, it's harder than you think. Yeah. <laughs> so you're constantly making changes to adapt for that as well. Yeah. Oh, they're so human-like, all these puppets and um, imbued with so much emotions. You know, you forget. There, and there's such a grace with the jellyfish girl, you know, with her wild hair and the way she moves in space. It's really beautiful versus the other characters, you know, how they move. There's a whole, it seems like there's a whole language there with your puppets, you know, with each one. Yeah. What about the yin and yang of you both? Forgive me, I didn't know you were married. Nowhere does it say that you're married. I love that, that. I didn't know that. Um, is there a yang to you? Do, do each of you bring a separate you know, kind of sensibility to your collaboration? For sure. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what, what do you each bring? 
Well, I, I think that we're both very creative people that like to play in this world of, uh, of science fiction and magic. That's the reason why we're both attracted to puppetry and visual theater. Um, and I would say that uh, there's a side that's a little more serious that I take. There's a side that's a little bit more ridiculous that Kirian takes. And so the combination tends to make a, a show that plays on both levels. <laughs> <laughs> So that's the that's the good uh, part. I mean, Kieran also is making the puppets, so he's building and uh, creating uh, the puppets that you see, uh, which is a huge proposition into the storytelling. Oh, that's enormous. Yeah. Can you each talk about your lightning strikes moment when you each knew you had to be an artist, that this was your path? Sure. Uh, mine, mine was... Um, uh, it's, it happened very young, and uh, my mother always said that I uh, it was a very uh, serious child. She okay. said I was very precocious, but very serious. Like it didn't seem like I was always having as much fun as she wanted me to have. And then uh, I started doing theater, and that's when I started. I, and I remember this as a child too. Actually, it's not that I didn't have fun; I had a lot of fun. But I experienced a kind of joy um, when it came to. Uh, the creativity of performance and making performances uh, that I haven't been able to let go of. So that was for me, like, this is it. And I knew from the time I was probably, actually, I mean, I think I was in my first show when I was in kindergarten, but uh, after that, like, I started doing a lot more when I was in, like, eight, nine. It just... Uh, so you grew up in Ohio. Do you remember one of the first shows that you did? Well, the first show, yeah, I mean, the first show that I did in kindergarten was just that uh, the teacher chose me to be the owl when everybody okay. else was birds. That was the kindergarten show. So the owl was the lead. So I got to be the owl. And uh, and I was the one that was awake at night when everyone else was sleeping. And I just remember uh, really the joy of uh, performing. It's it's really like a, a space of joyfulness. But uh, if you feel it, I, mean, I don't want to say it's like a drug or something, but it is something yeah. that you... the when you have that bug. <laughs> yes. When the lightning strikes for you, you know? Yes. That stays. And you just constantly want to be in that space. You want to be performing you and, and creating. All those things bring, uh, bring me quite much joy. Ah. Even though it's hard work, even though it's stressful, all those other things that, uh, that uh, make it difficult, the joy still persists. Yes. And what about you? One of my, uh, I don't know, uh, you're I, from I Norway. Not, yes. yes, I am. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and my, uh, uh, my my parents are artists. Okay. So when I was a child, I was put on stage by my father, uh, the director. Okay. And uh, and I did not like it at all. Oh. So the lightning did not strike me uh, until later. Ah. Uh -huh. Anything uh, when I was while I was studying in um, before I decided to go to theater school when I was studying in Italy uh -huh. and um, uh, right before going on stage I think I guess that's when lightning struck so uh, yeah what what inspired you you said you didn't like it at first so what inspired you to uh, to to pursue it to go uh, to continue, uh, because uh, I got the, I caught the bug. Ah, okay. And um, how did you? Do you mind sharing how both of you met when you first met and became collaborators? Uh, the, uh, 
theater school in Paris? Ah, uh, it was very romantic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> were you doing a, a show together or working in class or what were the... We're, we're in school together. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh, and we uh, we started working together uh, in the Shakespeare play, actually, after school. Actually, Romeo and Juliet. Romeo and Juliet. But, oh. uh, we did. Uh, she played Juliet, but I I was not Romeo. <laughs> oh, who were you? <laughs> who did you play? Uh, the friar. Ah, oh. <laughs> friar Lawrence. <laughs> <laughs> and is it to admit what? Can you say what what you adored about each other? Or what you adore about working together and collaborating? We share the same intensity. Uh, but also, I don't think you can work with everyone, and I think, uh, especially, and especially those allowed people who can't work with their partner. So it definitely takes yeah. a certain um, ability to listen and uh, understand one another, and have uh, similar goals, like the intensity, like you said. But uh, you have to enjoy what each other bring to the table. You know, it's, there is a, we do complement each other, and uh, that that makes working together fun. If it wasn't fun, we wouldn't be able to do it, you know. <laughs> so I think uh, uh, I think that that's what it is. There's a little bit of magic there with that we're constantly exploring and, you know, look, picking a new project to work on. It's very fun to brainstorm together and you know decide what it is that uh, that we want, where we want to go next. You know, what's the next journey going to be? Because it really is a long journey. It's a couple of years of something that we're working on quite intensely. Yeah, and- both in fine. Yeah, at work and at home, you know, it takes over to a certain extent. Imagine. <laughs> or what would you like people to take away from the show? And, you know, I think it's hard to answer that when you made the work yourself. I think yeah. it's a lot easier as somebody who comes to see it to, okay. to talk about that. But okay. um, but uh, what I'm excited about is the the, the impact that everyone is so surprised when they see the show. You know, people are, are, are really loving the show. And yeah. that for me is exciting because it is puppetry. It is for an adult audience. It is a little bit, like you say, absurd. And there's um, silliness that's involved. It does deal with themes that are important, but also sometimes dark. Uh, and there's a love story there. So we've tried to bring a lot of things together. And uh, and at the end of the show, everyone walks out like, wow. <laughs> so uh, I think that it's it's a show to be seen for because of all those different elements that are brought together into one into one piece. Yes. It really takes you on the journey. Well, thank you so much for coming on. It's lovely to talk to you both. And I really do love the show. Thank you so much, Joe. Thank you. Thank you. The theme song was written by Tom McGovern. This episode was edited by Kyle Moore. This episode was produced by Anna Stroud. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work 
or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. 